At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. On VSN, the sports betting network. On a Monday night from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, that gentleman right there, a Super Bowl champion with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am Tim Murray, and you smell it? You smell it? It's getting closer. Getting a little closer. Less than two weeks away from week zero of the college football season. Less than three weeks away from a full, big old slate of college football. Week two of the preseason will get going later on this week. A full week in the in the books. Ooh, baby. Previews everywhere, Sean. You feeling it? Getting a little getting a little juiced up. You're calling some high school football this week. I am. I'm excited about that. I'll be out at Shadow Ridge as they take on, I think it's Durango. So uh kind of figure out the city a little bit because I looked at the schedule. <laughs> be driving around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I put some miles on the on the whip. Um I see you doing your work. I come in, you got Phil Stills, college football guy sitting on the desk. Well, I as I would like, could have picked up a couple extras for me and Aaron, but that's okay. Oh, I'm still waiting for my uh, for my two lane gear. From maybe if you had brought back some gear from your Hall of Fame induction, maybe I would have been more willing to say, you know what, I should get two of these instead of just one. Yeah, it's fair. Just saying, that's fair. Um, but it was a, it was a pleasant surprise. I now I think my uh, so I have of course I have the Vison guide, which is a, a must obtain, but. Grab as many as possible. I got them all. I got Lindy's in there, Phil Steele. Uh, so I'm I'm trying to get as much homework done. See if there's a couple more win totals, maybe to 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 jump in on. Maybe a future long shot. You know, win a conference or something like that. And you that. got your Phil Steele from Albertsons? Yeah, just the grocery store. All right, I got I got a swing by there. Yeah. Is Albertsons late night hours or? Uh, I'm sure there's one. Yeah, I'm oh, sure okay. I'm sure we could find one if you would like. Since I'm such a good good guy, I would be happy to pick you one up. That would be phenomenal. I didn't know you'd want one. Yeah, that would be tremendous. Be I appreciate to, that greatly. Happy to pick you one up. Uh, they're just three hundred and fifty dollars. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I'm fired up. It's we're getting closer. Um, you know, look, the week zero slate is not uh, is not the sexiest, but it's something. It gives us a late night Hawaii game. We get to uh, don't we get uh, New Mexico State. You get your yeah Nevada. You, you get your New Nevada. Mexico State. Uh, which, by the way, shouts to you. That line continues to move, Sean. So oh, yeah. You better get on it now. Down to nine. Um, this will be all the way down. New Mexico State will be the favorite. This will be the <laughs> the largest line move in history. What does this thing open up at? Two touchdowns? 
Uh, there were some spots, yeah. That yeah so it's five downs. points already in this move. It'll, I'm telling you, it'll be a pick 'em by 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 game by kick. I don't know if it'll go that far, but oh, it's going. It might be under a touchdown. We'll see. But that's the that's the way it's moving. But yes, Sean is uh, going to be invested. Maybe I'll jump on uh, the fighting Jerry kill. Better hurry up. <laughs> For they're the favorite. Jeez. Oh man. So we had uh, we had preseason action over the weekend. Some uh, some interesting nuggets. I just I need to. There there are certain things that I just continue to forget to do, which is which is a lot. But why I don't blindly just bet the Marlins every first, Sandy first Alcantara, five under? I told you it's unbelievable. You didn't play it. I even mentioned it to Today? you last week. Yeah, I did not. I don't know. I was busy today. There was things Just, going on. You have to put an alert on your phone so when Sandy's pitching, it lets you know. I know. And don't even look at it. Just blindly go bet the first five under. Well, it worked again today as Sandy Alcantara threw seven scoreless, gave up four hits, lowering his ERA to a microscopic 1.92. Uh, the over-under on uh, the first five over-under was just three. It was a hell of a pitching matchup with Joe Musgrove and Sandy Alcantara. By the way... You could have gotten the Marlins at a nice plus 125 at DraftKings, plus 130 here at Circa, and uh, the Marlins get it done. By the way, the Padres, third time they've been shut out in the last eight games. That doesn't bode well because with the way the Mets front end of that staff is looking and with the Dodgers staff, they, you don't want to be a team that can't you know, get the ball in play and, and get some hits against quality pitching, and that's what the Padres look like right now. Well, fortunately for the Padres, who, which the number is, I mean, I know they you know, took two of three over against the Nationals, and I'm sure a lot of Padre fans are, are frustrated with the, the, uh, the questionable call on a, uh, on a home plate uh, overturn uh, in, uh, on Saturday night's game in Washington. But, uh, you know, those odds to me still are, are wild how – uh, heavy it is for them to make the playoffs, Sean, considering they're only a game and a half clear of the Brewers for that final wild card spot. But fortunately for them, Brewers are losing to the Dodgers right now. They've got, I think, seven of their next 10 games are against the Dodgers, the Brewers. Uh, so the Brewers are going in the uh, in the wrong direction. Yeah, I took the uh, Dodgers this, a night run line. It's nice. plus 105, I think. All right, Julio Urias off to a good start. Uh, the only play I got, to, got here in the... Uh, the old uh, keep me entertained for a little bit bet. Might be a loser before I know it. Got Luis Castillo against Shohei Otani. First five under was... Yeah, that's looking twist. Was three just, and a half? Was three. Close three. What is it? One, one after one? <laughs> Each team hit a homer in the first inning. Did you see the uh, <laughs> the Angels home run? Yeah. Rodriguez and the right fielder <laughs> ran into each other, and the ball ricocheted over the, fence. the yellow line. Yeah. 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 So uh, good start. Uh, so we need uh, we need Shohei and Luis Castillo now just to uh, to to wrap it wrap it up and uh, and by the way um, I know we mentioned it before but producer Aaron Oster's got a nice little twenty eight to one ticket on Sandy Alcantara to win NL Cy Young. Can he win it? Absolutely, I believe he's the favorite right now. Hmm. He's tremendous. So a win tonight uh, for the Marlins and uh, another incredible outing uh, for. Uh, for him, we got. To, we're gonna do a little something uh, each day this week. So the top, the uh, AP poll came out today, Sean. Mm-hmm. And over the next two weeks, we're gonna pick a team each night, and it doesn't matter where they're ranked. I want it to be the most. We're gonna basically do a countdown. Now I know uh, the Edge has been doing a big old countdown, top forty, their top forty teams throughout the past couple of weeks. For me, Sean, I want to do the most interesting teams entering 
2022. And today we're going to take a look at Texas. Did oh. not, uh, we're not ranked in the AP poll. Uh, they were ranked. They are ranked in the coaches poll. Remember, they have that uh, rogue number one vote, which I am still convinced that was Nick Saban who made that. <laughs> uh, so they've got that. Um, so we're going to talk about the Texas Longhorns, who had uh, some unfortunate news uh, over the weekend. A couple of That's the uh, best news they could have gotten. What two of their starters were done? For oh, the not year? that, not that, not that part. I thought he was talking about this. Uh, oh, the guy kicked off the team. Yeah, they, they lost a bunch. So uh, we, will, we will get to Texas a little bit later. We'll talk some college football with Dan Rubenstein. Uh, uh, that'll be bottom of this hour. And, uh, and then we'll do uh, continue our summer conditioning. We've got the Jags today. Ooh. At the Jacksonville Jags. A lot Jag- of people high on Trevor. Spent a lot of money this offseason. Got rid of the biggest dope in, uh, in all of football, Urban Meyer. Trigai, man. I'm talking about Trigai. Uh, so we will talk some Jaguars. What to expect from the folks in, uh, in Duval. Not quite how they do it, no? but, but we get it. How do you do it? No, no, no. no. We're, we're in the breaks. Well, we got we got a fine affiliate down there, ten ten XL. We do. You let me know how how to do it. I don't know how to do it. I've yeah. only I've been to Jacksonville. If they start yelling Duval, two or three times. wherever you're at, leave. <laughs> yeah, that's not like a. <laughs> don't they do that at Jags games? No, no, I've never heard them do it. <laughs> that's not where I was introduced to that. And when they start doing didn't, that, uh, uh, who who uh, didn't Tony Baselli just do it at the uh, at Hall of Fame induction? How about Dr. What did Dion do? Taking a shot at guys like Baselli. I didn't see that. Dion said that uh, Hall of Fame getting watered down. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I need a different color jacket. <laughs> I'm looking around, and <laughs> these guys, they letting in now. They all right, but they not game changers. I'm still bummed that uh, man, we don't have to get into it. My guy, Joe Jacoby, left tackle of one of the most iconic offensive lines in history. The Hogs, still not in, but uh, that's beside the point. All right, uh, so over the weekend, Sean, when we uh, bid farewell on Friday, we let people know that the Overs had been on a tear. Ridiculous pace, 8-0 and they started this preseason, and you told me that you were going to blindly bet I did. every over uh-huh. on Saturday. Did you do it? I didn't. For one, I overslept. <laughs> so... <laughs> I overslept. I did. I didn't realize that those early games were that early, and so then I didn't want to. I didn't want to do it if I would, if I wasn't gonna do the whole slate. So no, I didn't. I'm disappointed in you. Oh, uh, five and three though. You wouldn't have gone. I mean, under- my body clock hadn't gotten adjusted to nine a.m. NFL on a Saturday. Overslept. I woke up early. I flew to San Francisco. Got a car. Yeah, you had things home. to do. I did have things yeah, to do. I didn't have you anything have, to do Saturday. You got four kids. and There's always something to yeah, do. Yeah, they, they fine. When they wake up, they come and say good morning. <laughs> uh, so the uh, overs on uh, an impressive pace, 14-3 and three through, uh, through yeah, week one. We could have one. been up 11 units, man. I know. It have been Jeez. nice. I mean, that started back in the Hall of Fame game. But ah. Now looking, uh, we got a got a full new slate ahead of us, Sean. So we got to decide if we're what we're going to do. Uh, looking at these totals, they have all adjusted I mean, you were looking at, in week one, almost everything was in the 30s. Low 30s at that. And now you've got sat, uh, Thursday night, Chicago and Seattle. You've got mid 40, uh, 42 and a half, 43. So an adjustment, certainly, uh, for the books uh, when it comes to these preseason totals. Uh, we're going to get into the, the rookies, because a couple rookies 
made some big plays. Some uh, some rookies that we've been talking about on this show. Uh, your guy Sam Howell rushing for a couple touchdowns, looking uh, looking comfortable out there. Um, so maybe best QB in this draft. Keeping an eye on the market, the offensive rookie of the year market has been moving like crazy, and there was a couple big moves over the weekend. So we'll take a look at some of the uh, the rookie performances. Who do we continue to uh, excel, uh, and maybe who should we wait on just a little bit? We're up and running on a Monday night. Lots to get to. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Come on back. We're talking Offensive Rookie of the Year next here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Nightcap is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zinn will be there for you. Check out Zyn Nicotine Pouches at Zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Alongside Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. Let's do a little uh, little bit of a deep dive on uh, on your beloved Tulane Green Wave. Curious about them this year. Really? Yeah. Well, we got Pratt, the quarterback, back. Yeah. By the way, uh, USF announced uh, Jerry Bohannon. As a starting quarterback. And, and your guy, of course, uh, Timmy McLean went in the portal. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Miles Brennan retired today. I saw that. Miles took a whole lot of NIL money with him, too, from what uh, 
I saw something pop up. Yeah, a bunch of companies uh, he, had, he had signed deals with, and NIL deals are not and cannot be performance-based. So Raisin Cane, Smoothie King, Game Coin, Small Sliders, Hollingsford, Richards, Ford. Good for, uh, good for him. He did not play a single game since signing. <laughs> but because NIL deals can't be based on performance, he keeps all the money. Nice. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, Miles Gotta Brennan, love America. Remember, Miles Brennan went in the portal. He was a starter two years ago. Brian Kelly convinced him to pull his name out of the portal, and he is now uh, – Got injured last year, missed the whole season. And uh, so it will be, it seems like, either Jaden Daniels, the Arizona State transfer, or the uh, Garrett Nussmeyer, the uh, freshman who nice. people were, higher on, were yeah. high on. Is that so. Doug? That's Doug's son, right? Is Doug still with the Cowboys? Uh, I don't know. I do not know. Mm. Check that out. Um, but we'll get to college football here, bottom of the hour. Dan Rubenstein uh, will join us. Yes, yeah, still with the court. Uh, Aaron just said, still oh. with the, still with the uh, Dallas Cowboys. I'll give my guy Nuss a shout, man. It'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Were you? I, I can't remember. I got to know him when he was the down at Florida. Okay, and I was at USF. Were you? Uh, are you high or where are you on Jaden Daniels as a quarterback? Nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah. Kind of indifferent. Yeah, just a guy. Yeah, and we'll see what LSU. That that's might be tough trend. Tri- uh, tricky week one. Tricky week one against Brian Florida and State. company this year. Oh, that's a fifty-fifty game. If I ever seen I agree. one, absolutely. Line's been moving. Only advantage LSU has is in New Orleans. Yeah, it's at. Uh, so it's basically a quasi home game, but Tallahassee's not that far. Oh, there'll be plenty of Florida. You know, State so it'll be a lot of Knowles there as well. That line has moved. It's now LSU minus three. Um, I want to say it was one and a half at first, wasn't it? Yeah, so it's yeah. moved a little bit towards uh, the Bayou Bengals, but that's the uh, the Sunday night game. So Florida State for a second consecutive year gets that Sunday night game, and last- they almost pulled upset last year. They had your Irish on the ropes. Hey. <laughs> Closeness uh, only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Good old. Uh, <laughs> that was when I came in and was. Uh, was like, I don't know, is Marcus Freeman ready for this? And now he's the head coach of Notre Dame. Hey, <laughs> if Brian Kelly starts out with a loss in Louisiana to FSU, just because I think they're going to have a rough conference, like in conference here. Like, I, I just. Yo, we'll put L. You want to do Doesn't L- seem like there's any excitement coming out of You want to do LSU tomorrow? They're not ranked, but they're a team that I think has a lot of curiosity. They're terrible last year. I, w- um, I would like to know. And we probably could ask, uh, like, this would be like a question for one of the analytics guys, but when's the last time Texas, LSU, and Florida? Outside of the top 25? All outside of the AP top 25 preseason poll. That's a good question. That's a good question. Because be. I know individually they've had some down some years, down years yeah. but I mean, Florida State, all three in the same year? Florida State hasn't been in the top 25. Well, yeah, I wouldn't. Florida. Oh, you said Florida. I said Florida. Florida. Right. Florida, LSU, Texas. Well, we uh, there's some interesting trends. I want to look at this tomorrow about top ten teams that will finish unranked, unranked teams that will finish top ten. It happens every year, and we, we try to pick those. Some people think that Texas might be one of those unranked teams that gets that closes in the top ten. But uh, we'll get to college football here in just a minute. But I want just some takeaways from uh, from week one of the preseason and uh, looking at the rookies more specifically. Uh, George Pickens, a guy that we've talked about quite a bit on this show. He had a really nice catch in the corner of the end zone, Sean. So caught a touchdown. His odds at one spot in town 
were 30 to 1. I took a little nibble on it uh, to win Offensive Rookie of the Year before they played on Saturday. And at that particular book, I checked earlier today down to 14 to 1 at DraftKings, Sean. He is now 10 to 1, George Pickens, to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I, I am so intrigued. I know I've said it a bunch on this show about who's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year because there isn't, at least it seems right now, Sean, a quarterback that will play significant time in uh, in this season or at least early on in this season. But we did see a bunch of rookie quarterbacks out there. Your guy, Sam Howell, uh, a couple touchdown drives, a couple touchdown runs. Uh, Desmond Ritter threw a... Uh, <laughs> a, uh, a touchdown pass that was uh, maybe a bit fortunate to be caught in the end zone. Malik Willis on Thursday night. Oh, the, I hope he plays. In Thursday night, uh, <laughs> he had the scramble for a score. And Kenny Pickett, I thought, looked pretty solid. Uh, you know. So let me put context on all of these yeah. things. They're running against the same kind of animals. Like in horse racing, like you have a, a horse that's always in claiming races and he wins. Because he's running against his friends. But when he steps up to graded stakes races, you know, that's a different animal. That's a different level. So a lot of these rookies are playing against basically the same caliber of guys. They play, they're college kids because that's when they're getting in the game. The majority of them. Most of these guys played the second half right. of these games. So, you know, it'll be interesting, you know, if or when they get a chance against some of the frontline guys, you know, does, you know, the production or – the highlights from a positive standpoint continue, but you want to start your NFL career off with doing some good things. And I thought they all, you know, had moments where, where they, you know, showed enough ability where their team should be encouraged. Well, and, and you know this better than, than I do, but these quarterbacks right now, these defenses do zero scheme, right? There's some bad defense out there. That's the one thing that I took away from this weekend. I might be why the overs went 14 and three. It is some terrible defense out there. <laughs> I, mean, I have no idea what Green Bay was doing in the secondary. Like they just decided not to cover uh, the kid from SMU. He just was running by himself. Well, fortunately for Green Bay, I don't think those guys are going to be, uh, like you said, going to be playing all that much uh, as the year goes on. I'll tell you one guy that I'm very intrigued by is Brian Robertson. Robertson, Robinson, excuse me, uh, the rookie, the running back out of Alabama. Uh, we, we've mentioned on the show a couple times. I mean, there's a reason Washington targeted him. He looked good in the third round. And you know what Antonio Gibson did? Fumbled again. And that's been the biggest issue uh, with, uh, with Antonio Gibson in Washington his entire, his entire time there. As uh, I think Julio Rodriguez just hit a home run. Oh, for Shohei Otani. No, wait, I think it was foul. That, that would have been. He ran a long way for it to be foul. He's, he's running the bases right now, so I'm assuming he, uh, he did indeed hit that home run. It looked like it, it hooked foul. So it, it did, but all right, let's uh, let's get that off the board because somebody has under three in the first five here. Yeah. Um. So I, I just think I don't Robinson know. looks more lively and athletic as an NFL back than he did the senior year at Bama, where he looked like a guy that had a lot of wear and tear on him. You know, it was kind of wearing down. Like he looks like I, when I watched the game because, of course, I was watching this game because I was no way I was going to miss. You know, was possibly is going to be the NFL MVP and Carson Wentz, and then of course my number one quarterback in the draft, Sam House. I was going to watch my guys. Please, I was pleasantly please, surprised by with the way, Brian Robinson. Can you please get a ticket on Wentz to win MVP? Please. <laughs> How about this? I wish I can get a ticket on him or Trubisky. Who, by the way, Trubisky looked good too. To uh, to make the Pro Bowl, I will buy you 
a Phil Steele Thank guy. You. Instead of giving me the twenty bucks, uh-huh. can you put the twenty dollars on Carson Wentz to win MVP? Yeah. I don't want the twenty bucks. No. I want it on Carson Wentz All to right. win MVP. We'll find you the best number, Aaron. Can you find the best number in town, and we will get. Uh, hey, or, or you could split it. You could do ten on Trubisky, listen, ten on. A Wentz. lot of people were laughing at me. Wentz came out and went ten of thirteen. Check down Charlie. Uh, let me pull up Trubisky right quick because he was efficient as well. I like Kenny Pickett looked better. Yeah, Trubisky came out 4 7, 63 yards and a touchdown. Just took him down the field real smooth, easy, like, looked composed, made some. Remember, I said this. I said the one thing he's going to add that was non existent at that position is athleticism because Big Ben couldn't move any more at his advanced age. And he, rolled, he ran around, made some plays. And they're going to be good, man. I keep telling people 10 to 1 for the Steelers to win the AFC North is ludicrous. You're going to add Pickett, uh, Pickens at receiver to Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool with Najee Harris at running back, Firmuth at, at tight end. I'm just, hey, that's crazy. I'm taking 10 to 1. I have the Steelers to win the North. We'll see. All right, we'll talk some college football. We will take a look at. Uh... Take a look at those Bayou Bengals, LSU. Should they be worried about that week one game against Florida State? It's a nightcap. This is the nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon. Now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly alongside sean king two lane greenway legend mm-hmm. i am tim murray and uh, we are getting closer and closer less than two weeks away from good old week zero of the college football season less than three weeks away from it all getting going labor day weekend and uh, always love having our next guest on he is the other half of the solid verbal we've had his partner ty hildenbrand on but we welcome in now dan rubenstein who also is uh, a connoisseur of pizza and restaurants anywhere in this country and uh, gave me a nice recommendation for some tacos in Bakersfield, California over the weekend. So I appreciate that. But more importantly, Dan, we were talking a little bit about LSU uh, as one of the more kind of fascinating teams. Obviously, Brian Kelly goes down there. They were very busy in the portal. News comes out today that Miles Brennan is retiring. So it looks like it'll be a two-horse race now for quarterback Jaden Daniels or Garrett Nussmeyer. Uh, What are your expectations of year one of the Kelly era in Baton Rouge? You know, I, I was sort of keeping myself a little bit cold watery with LSU. If that's an adjective I can use on air. Uh, But the more I looked into their depth chart, the more I looked into the fact that Brian Kelly is generally a, a very much winning coach and if quarterback is in a pretty good place, and I know people higher on Nussmeyer, and I'm not as high on Jaden Daniels as I think others are, so if Nussmeyer wins that job, they're in a really nice place. They've probably got one of the best five receivers in the country. The other young receivers are really good there. The offensive line is in good shape. I like where they're at up front on defense. 
I, I think they can win nine or ten games if they can win a couple of those toss-up games. I think they're in a really good place. I'm high on them. Sean is not. <laughs> He's grinding his teeth right now. <laughs> Look, quarterback is a huge – if I have to say – if quarterback works out, that's a problem. I get that. I'm saying if quarterback works out. But they're, there's a, they're pretty stacked in a lot of interesting. Like, John Emery should work out at running back, finally, the former number one overall running back. But I, I don't know. Like, you look at their schedule. If their defense is good and if their offense is fine, look at their, their road games. They've got an Auburn team in October that could be – falling apart. We have no idea what to expect yep. from the Tigers. We have first year Florida on the road. Um, and yeah, that's that pseudo rivalry game. And that's tough. And it's bookended with two tough offenses with Tennessee and Ole Miss. I get it. But like, who are the defenses right now on LSU's schedule that scare you? Like Mississippi State, sure. Miss Auburn, sure. We'll see with Florida. I, I don't know about Ole Miss yet. Alabama, obviously. Arkansas is a week-to-week thing. We had a, you know, saw a 52-51 to Arkansas game last year. A&M should be good. But who has their act together in the SEC as a complete team? I'm not seeing a lot of them on this schedule. It's going to be fascinating to watch. I mean, I'm with you, Dan. I think Boutique's one of the top receivers in the country. Yeah, he's great. But other than that, I just don't know where they're elite Skill wise on offense, and I'm not a I'm not a big fan of Jaden Daniels. So me and you think alike on that. Yep. And, and I know Nussmeyer isn't terrible, but he doesn't really have high upside. And, and when I look at that schedule, and you know, I see Hendon Hooker and Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young, and you know, the the, the quarterbacks are going to face. I, I wonder if they don't get at least average play from the quarterback position. Are they deep enough on defense? You know, I know they're. Always going to have, you know, in that top 11, a couple NFL guys. But when they're really good, it's because their second and third teams were stocked, you know, with highly ranked, you know, highly talented future NFL kids as well. You know, Dan. Totally Dan, hear you. Yeah. They, they hit the portal hard on defense, yeah. by the way. They arguably got Oklahoma State's best corner to come in. And obviously LSU doesn't usually have to do that because of how deep they are, as you mentioned, on defense. But they, they were really proactive in the portal for the first time in a while. They weren't that team. You know, Eli Ricks leaves. Um, but they, I think they're going to be pretty decent. They're going to give their younger guys time to develop, which is why they hit the portal. I mean, you remember, ahead of the bowl game, they had like 37 kids eligible to play against Kansas State. So I think they're rounding that out with some upperclassmen from the portal, and they're giving their kids time to develop. I think, honestly, like – I know it's year one, so maybe they go eight and four, nine and three, whatever. I don't expect them to sort of really compete for the West in earnest, but I just I think they're more complete right now than a lot of teams on their schedule. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm taking a wait and see approach with the portal thing because I think Arkansas, Arkansas is in the same boat. You know, these teams that are going to be dependent on you know seven plus transfer guys to come in and, and start and play and, and produce. I, I'm I'm not for it or against it. Dan, I kind of just all the teams that did that and are dependent on it kind of going to take a wait-and-see approach and see how this, you know, works out from a macro, you know, kind of evaluation. Dan, I, I want to uh, – so when you said that, you know, you, you liked LSU, Sean's reaction was kind of, ooh, ah. Who is the team, Dan, as we're talking to Dan Rubenstein from the Solid Verbal podcast, who's that team that maybe is getting the buzz this offseason or you see in the top 10 or top 15 that kind of gives you that reaction like, ah. I don't know. Where, who's that team that you have maybe more questions than the AP pollsters or the media uh, is, uh, is digging so far this offseason? 
right, so I see the, the top 15, and I see an Oklahoma State team that has a wild card at quarterback and lost a ton on defense, but I still think I like them more than kind of everybody else in the Big 12, which is a weird place to be. I see 14, 15, 16 at USC, Michigan State, Miami. I don't see a lot of defense with USC and Michigan State. Everybody's talking about, obviously, the offensive firepower with USC, but up front, they might be starting a three-star front seven. Like, I don't think they're starting any blue chips on their front seven. And look, it's the Pac-12. They might be able to get away with it. I just like Utah a lot more, and I just have questions if USC can win 45-42 every week. That's just a tough way to go about your business. And Michigan State. Michigan State hit the portal really hard. I really like Mel Tucker. But offensively, they were not. They were, they were so reliant on Kenneth Walker, on Kenny Walker, to hit some home runs. And with what they were giving up on defense, and again, I know they hit the portal hard. Xavier Henderson's a really good edge rusher. Amir Speed adds a good amount to their, their secondary. But how much better are they than the 100th best pass defense, which is where they were last year, and winning those 50-50 games, the way they beat Penn State, the way they beat Nebraska? That worries me that that's not a way you can afford to win every year. And so that, that's concerning to me with Michigan State playing in the Big Ten East. Otherwise, I, I think I'm okay with it. There's a lot of you know quarterback questions in the Big Ten. Uh, the SEC has some defense questions, new coach questions. But otherwise, I mean, look, we can have a conversation about Clemson. If DJU is just flat out not good, they've got a five-star in Cade Klubnik that, you know, he's a freshman, so you can't count on him to be a playoff-caliber quarterback, despite what Trevor Lawrence did. But they'll be all right. Clemson, I, I see, is more top 12 than top five, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> In the Michigan State, because I'm not a guy that thinks Peyton Thorne is like in the upper echelon, even in the Big Ten from a quarterback standpoint. Like he's not, you know, C.J. Stroud, or I don't even think he's J.J. McCarthy from Michigan. You know, I think he was a guy that kind of managed the game, you know, behind, as you mentioned, the strong rushing attack led by Kenneth Walker. So, so that surprised me. Another one that kind of jumps out to me, it's a couple spots, you know, lower than this, is Pittsburgh. You lose Kenny Pickett, Jordan Adelson transfers, to USC, your offensive coordinator leaves. You lost some guys in the secondary to the NFL. What, what is it about this Pittsburgh team that people are, are, are believing in? Somebody's got to be ranked there. <laughs> 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 you, I mean, you get down after 15, you're like, well, this team seems pretty good here. Like, I think Arkansas is a little bit too low. Like, I would have Arkansas ahead of Pittsburgh, but, like, you look at what Arkansas' schedule is. Like, I think Arkansas has probably one of the best seven or eight quarterbacks in the country, KJ Jefferson. So, there's a lot about Pittsburgh that's just solid. Like you, there's a lot you can count on about their defense. I don't love Keaton Slovis. I don't like, you know, love their offense coordinator. But there's still a certain amount of competence to pit football year to year. That their schedule is not terrible, if I remember correctly. I know they have Tennessee early on. But I think they're going to be good up front. Their secondary should be good once again. It, they probably need to get better running the ball. And I still like, I think it's Wayne, who's the, the number two receiver, who now becomes the number one receiver with Addison leaving. Um, they're one of those teams that, like, they don't have huge questions. Like, even if they're a B-minus at quarterback, you look at some of the other teams around there, Ole Miss and their quarterback questions. Obviously, Wake has a quarterback questions with Sam Hartman stepping away from the team. Cincinnati replacing uh, their starting quarterback. Um, Houston's good. Um, and I think they're going to jump up. I think I like Houston a lot more than some of the teams ahead of them. And so I think they're a good candidate that sort of jump up and sort of being discounted as a, uh, a G5 team. But I think it's, look, it's 
what is Mario's offense at Miami look like? And I, I can speak to it at Oregon that he is probably going to underperform with the talent on hand with what he was not able to do with Justin Herbert at Oregon and then what Herbert blossomed into in the NFL. I'd be a little bit worried about Tyler Van Dyke at Miami and if they're going to be utilizing him to his, his fullest potential. So I think Pitt's squarely in that zone where you get that combination of schedule and solidly coached defense. They're just going to win games. Dan Rubenstein, Great check stuff, out Dan. the Solid Verbal Podcast, a deep dive into yeah. Texas next. Regular season football. This is the nightcap on V. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Send the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN College Football Guide is out now, and our NFL Guide drops next week. Our uh, experts provide profiles of every team with team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's Football Betting Guide is to become a VEASAN All-Access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do from now to the Super Bowl for only 175 bucks, or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports <coughs> Betting Network. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Thanks again to Dan Rubenstein. Check out the Solid Verbal podcast. They've been uh, dropping all of their conference previews this past month, uh, so it's always a, a fun listen there. We jump back into the NFL with our summer conditioning show on top of the hour. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville. We will uh, talk some Jags coming up top of the hour. Um, but I, I wanted to do something the next two weeks before week zero is upon us. I wanted to take a look at the 10 most 
interesting team. This is no particular order. I'm not ranking them there, but I just teams that I think there's a lot of curiosity about. And because of the unfortunate weekend that they had, I said, well, let's start with Texas. Texas um, lost two starters today or officially announced uh, today. They lost their starting guard and uh, wide receiver Isaiah Nayer, who came in from Wyoming. Uh, so they lost both of them due to ACL injuries. Uh, you know, uh, Texas still has their top two receivers from a year ago, Xavier Worthy and Jordan uh, Whittington. Uh, they are returning. Worthy's a first-round pick. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah, so they got those two guys coming back. Um, obviously, they have B. John Robinson, who is really good. another first-round pick. Uh, their backup running back, uh, Roskin Johnson, uh, I saw Paul Stone tweet out that he's expected to be out at least a month. I think he had a procedure uh, on his ankle. Uh, so he probably will be sidelined for the Alabama game. Um, he had 569 yards rushing last year and five touchdowns, um, you know, in addition to Bijan Robinson just being an absolute superstar there. So, you know, th- there's a lot of intrigue about this Texas team, not ranked in the top 25, the AP that is. They were ranked in the coaches' poll. Uh, three of our uh, contributors to the College Football Betting Guide selected them to win the Big 12. That would be Matt Humans, Dave Tooley, and uh, Adam Kramer, all selected Texas to win the Big 12 this year. Uh, Sarkeesian entering year two, uh, over-under set at eight and a half wins, Sean. Quinn Ewers, you know, how good is he? I think that's, I've, you know, we were talking to uh, to Dan about LSU, about the LSU quarterback situation. If they get quality quarterback play, you know, maybe they're a team that exceeds their win total. Quinn Ewers was a five-star recruit from the state of Texas, went to Ohio State last year. <coughs> Uh, did not see any action. Or may, I mean, he played a snap or two. I can't remember. But let's start with the quarterback. How confident are you that Quinn Ewers can be a solid to, let's just say solid starting quarterback in, in the FBS? <laughs> I, I mean. I think that's the toughest part about the evaluation of Texas here's, this year. Uh, here's where I do give him the benefit of the doubt. Ohio State has really done well evaluating high school quarterbacks. Sure. Now, they haven't always turned into elite NFL quarterbacks, but the quarterbacks at Ohio State have taken in on full scholarship, have generally gone on to be really good college players. So Quinn has that, in my opinion, moving in his favor. Now, what I've heard from Texas, and this is what I would expect, you know, Hudson Card knows the system better. You know, Hudson Card is more of the guy that's going to get on the chalkboard and be able to draw it up. I heard Quinn's not necessarily like a – a night owl, like he's not sleeping in the facility, you know, but he's also extremely athletic. So it'll come down to, you know, can Sarkeesian figure out how to manipulate his talent while you gain experience. But I hate to see Namor go down because one of the things I thought they had in their favor, I thought they had one of the best wide receiver co- uh, groups in the country. You know, not as good as Ohio State, but, you know, in that next Probably tier the best in of the, guys. Because Xavier Worthy is yeah, a really, really good player. So, and I hate to see that happen, especially for a kid coming from Wyoming that wanted to get a shot, you know, mm-hmm. in, a, in a Power Five conference to to show what he could do. But I trust Sarkeesian too. You know, I think he's a good evaluated talent. I think they have, you know, talent depth there. The bigger question for me is defensively. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. You know, they have not been anything close to above average on defense. Not when Charlie Strong was there, not when Tom Herman was there, not now that Steve Sarkeesian has been there. So how do they fix that and how close are they to, to, to getting it to where the defense can win games by themselves? Adam Burke, uh, he wrote up the Big 12 for us for our college football betting guide, and these numbers are absolutely staggering. Texas gave up more than 6.1 yards per play to Big 12 opponents and ranked 102nd in the nation in yards per play allowed last year. Uh, that's not good, Sean. It's, it's ironic because... Outside of the fact that Quinn Ewers isn't proven and Caleb Williams is, USC and Texas are kind of the same enigma for this season. And, and that's kind of not where you want to be if you're Sarkeesian because you've already been there. Whereas, you know, Lincoln, this is his first year, you know, in, at Southern Cal. But you know Texas is going to be good on offense, but that defense hasn't gotten any better. And I just If they can just be average, an average unit that, that loses slow, doesn't give up a whole lot of big plays, maybe forces some turnovers, then, you know, I think Texas has the talent on offense, to, you know, to win a lot of games. Well, we're going to find out week two yeah, real quick, fast, and in a hurry because uh, those boys from Tuscaloosa come rolling into town. Yeah, that number now up to 16. Texas is getting 16 at home against Alabama. I'll tell you this right now. You know how we always do the, uh, the letdown or look-ahead spots? UTSA week three after Texas plays Alabama. I like UTSA's quarterback, though. Uh, no, I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know if they'll win, yeah. but if they're catching north of three touchdowns, give me those points. I'll gobble them up with the Roadrunners. That's the Roadrunner Super Bowl going to Austin. So that's just a spot to keep an eye on. That running know? back, he, he's in the NFL, right, from UTSA? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, just to point out. But, yeah, the schedule. All right, so you get Alabama week two, which I, I think it's fair to say chalked it up as a loss. Um, well, last time a top-rated SEC school came to Austin, it was LSU. And yeah. It was a it was heck a, of a game. That was the year LSU won the title, yeah, right? Yeah, Sam Ellinger you know, almost pulled an upset. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe Queen Ewers can pick up you know, where Ellinger left off. We, uh, Alabama's going to win that game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the over-under set at 8.5. <clears> uh, they open against UL Monroe, your guy. Well, I guess not your guy. That's, uh, That's Terry Bowden, Terry right? Bowden, not Tommy. Yeah. yeah, Terry Bowden. Well, my guys were there. Rich Rod and Is all Rich those guys Rod still there. there? No, he's head coach at uh, Jacksonville State. Ah, okay. Um, then you got UT San Antonio, who some people believe will win the CUSA again this year. And then you get into conference play. They get on the road. They go to Texas Tech in week four. They're, they'll be around a touchdown favorite in that. They get West Virginia at home. They, of course, play you know Oklahoma uh, neutral site in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl where they are right now, I think a two-and-a-half-point underdog in that spot. So a pick em game. Uh, they go on the road to Stillwater, short dog there. They take on your Purple Cats of Kansas State. That's right, baby. Big off 12 a, champs. Off a bye. So advantageous spot, at least for Texas, going to uh, Manhattan there. Uh, that game right now, I uh, saw some look-ahead lines uh, Looked like uh, Texas was, I think, a one-point underdog. And then they closed to Baylor. So if you chalk up that loss to Alabama, can this Texas team, who, oh, by the way, lost to Kansas last year. Let's just remind people. They lost to Kansas, lost six straight games before wrapping up the season uh, with a win against <clears throat> Kansas State to close out the year. They went 5-7 and seven last year. Is this team good enough, Sean, to go 5-6-3 and or, excuse me, six and three in the Big 12. Because they got basically they got a handful of toss-up games, right? 
Uh, Oklahoma, toss-up game, neutral site. At Oklahoma State, toss-up game. At K-State, toss-up game. Home to Baylor, I would say that's a toss-up game. So those are the four games. They're a significant favorite against West Virginia, Iowa State. TCU, I think, is better than some people are, are giving them credit for. Um, do you expect this team to take a big step forward and be contending, let's say, Thanksgiving weekend for a spot in the Big 12 championship. Well, let's see. They were five and seven last year. So five and seven a big step year. forward would be eight and four. I'm willing to give them that. Seven and five. Maybe they switched the, the record from five and seven to seven and five. I just I don't think you can win consistently if your defense stinks. Yeah. Well, the Big 12, I mean, it's been fascinating when you look at Oklahoma State and Baylor have kind of changed the perception of that conference, which was no defense ever. Yeah. And Baylor and Oklahoma State, now Oklahoma State lost a ton and lost their D coordinator, but I think Texas is one of the more intriguing teams in the country, and uh, one coach out there thinks they're the best team in the country. It's Nick Saban. Nick Saban did that, I'm telling you. <laughs> We're talking Jaguars, top of the hour, a little summer conditioning next. Check out the V. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 